Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Stay on, on Target. Hey, everybody, welcome to Stay on Target. We are your hosts. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. That's right, John. This week, we are talking about the PlayStation 5 controller reveal. Dude, more details. Finally, yeah. more details. It's happening. It's happening. It, it is It is happening. Um, so we'll talk about that a little bit later. Yeah. Um, we also we also have some news that we'll uh, that we'll talk about. Um, uh, but first, uh, we'll just for our our uh, just quick update what we've been up to uh, last week after the uh, the podcast um, that night. Our uh, grandma Wright passed away, um, and so we have been um, up in Illinois. Um, uh, just with family um, because of that. So I haven't, haven't been up to much. Yeah, haven't been um, up to anything, basically. Yeah. And so, um, but I uh, just wanted to let our listeners know. And, uh, you know, just, she was, uh, she was, she influenced our lives in many ways. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of who, like the things that we like, and I don't know, like, and, and the things that we grew up, you know, like in music and, um, uh, even the Cardinals, St. Louis Cardinals, you know, uh, probably uh, you could trace back to, to to her and her influence on our dad, and uh, then trickled down to us. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, every single time we we would we would visit her, I would have my you know Cardinal hat on or whatever, and she would always talk about it and say, "Oh man, you know, I remember such and such game and such and such time." And then there there was a few uh, of my like birthdays in the summertime that we would go to a, a Cardinal game, and then either you know she would come with us or we would you know swing by her place uh, before or after that sort of thing. And so yeah, it's you know it's it's been a a big chunk of uh, of our lives. She she was ninety nine years old, or her birthday is is you know was this week, and she would have been ninety nine years old, yep. and uh, and that's that is an an epically long time, and it's yeah, you it know, is. It's, it's amazing the impact that a you know ninety nine years on the, on this planet has on on the, the things and people around you. Yeah, the uh, I think the, the the thing I was thinking about earlier this week is it it was always. You know, and I, well, whenever we were growing up, it was always, you know, like with the Cardinals or with, you know, even something like, you know, dad was always really into astronomy and mm-hmm. she was as well. Um, but it was, it was always cool to, you know, have a, a grand, grandma who um, enjoyed and liked the things that you liked and were interested in the things that you were also interested in. And it, it kind of like, you know, it, va- it was kind of validating in some ways where it's just like, yeah, this is, you know cool stuff you know yeah. my grandma likes the stuff i like yeah definitely and like you know that's that's a, a fascinating thing to to w- kind of you know have happen because it's like you know w- with uh whenever you're a really lo- young kid it's like you know it's 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 hard to kind of like find those things but then when as you get older or whatever like your interests you know align more with with uh the adults that are just in your life so the grandparents and things like that and so like for that to happen and for it to happen and and to be able to to talk about the things to go watch uh you know we watched a lot of like meteor showers um yeah. you know growing up where it's like oh man there's a, there's the the meteor showers is, is you know up and so we'd like dad would uh get us up in the middle of the night and uh and grandma you know sometimes we i think we saw a couple of them with her like actually yeah. like up in the middle of the night like would go and yeah. and find a the darkest potential spot that we could away from all the all the cities and usually in some random you know uh, 
crop of land, you know, farm uh, of some sort, and just kind of like sit there and lay on the hood of the car and like look up at the look up at the stars and watch the the meteors and you know kind of count those as they they go by. Some super yeah. fun stuff, man. Yep. So um, we will we'll miss her. We thank her for everything that she uh, she and all the ways that she enriched our lives. Yeah. And uh, look forward to uh, seeing her again uh, one day. Yep. Absolutely. All right, John. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. We've got some news. We do. The news! The news! The news, Chris. Yes. So this, this like, we have one piece of news, really. Um, yeah. And this one was a surprise to me at literally minutes ago. Um, I knew minutes yeah, ago. literally minutes ago. There's so there's two aspects of this one piece of news, which is uh, which is about Call of Duty Warzone, which we've been talking about. We've, we've been yeah. enjoying playing, um, you know, in the past like a few weeks. I feel like we've had at least one story or whatever from playing that game. Um, it's the the battle royale from Call of Duty. Anyway, they've they've started a new season. There's a new battle pass. It, everything's cool there. They introduced a new mode, which is the first piece of it, which is quads. So you have four players uh, per team instead of just the, the trios, the three. Um, but the piece of this that I didn't realize until minutes ago, Chris, because all of that I knew, but the part that I didn't realize is they took away trios and replaced mm-hmm. it with quads. They didn't like yeah. add on like a new mode. They literally took one mode away and added another. And that's the part of it that I was like, man, that's that's I'm not sure how I feel about it anymore, you know, because quads... Yeah such a cool addition there was times whenever like you and uh and i think uh aaron who's been on the podcast before and i believe connor i don't know i don't know his gamer tag but like uh connor were playing you know three people and i would like get on super late and i'd be like ah yeah no worries i'm just gonna do solos and i would just like stick solos and so it's like that would be awesome to have a quads mode where i could have like just jumped in been like okay let's just join in let's do this um but at the same time the 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 number of times where we've had four people online have been lower than whenever we have three people online for yeah. sure. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see what happens because you can you can still you know obviously queue up with uh, a random person and um, yeah. and so I don't know like uh, I, I I haven't played it yet um, I'm gonna play it, hopefully play it uh, this weekend right. um, I have a couple thoughts just kind of beforehand like the the first the first thought is. I don't know if you remember me referencing like some random modes that they had in multiplayer earlier in the uh, in the year, hmm. but they they've they've kind of gone through this cycle with this game of like they have limited time modes sure. or like they don't really necessarily call them limited time modes, but that's what they end up being. Where yeah. like you know, hey, here's a here's a mode with it's all night vision and you have lasers on your like laser uh, pointers on your weapons and. Um, it's there for maybe you know like two weeks three weeks something like that sounds like fun and so other than like the standard game types yeah i mean it was real fun but it's only been there that one time like and so that's like man you fall in love with a specific mode Mm -hmm. and then they swap it out for something else and like have literally never gone back and so aside from the standard you know domination team deathmatch kill confirmed all that those kinds of modes the the like kind of cool like different kind of game modes they've kind of you know like i don't know they rotate off and i it's just a thing with this game the the other thought that i have with it is like i like a piece of me is like real bummed 
Yeah. And then a piece, and then a piece of me is like, you know, I kind of do like the idea of. I mean, I, I think we had kind of figured it out. You know, like we had won multiple times. Not to say like it wasn't a challenge. It was a challenge. Easy uh, sauce, Chris. Yeah, easy. easy. Just whatever. <laughs> um, we, we were seasoned pros. Let me like strain <laughs> my arm to pat us on the back here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just... Um, but it will be. Uh, I think fun to figure out what's the new meta now. Sure, uh, because they, they also entered. Well, let's let's keep it here for a second. We can talk yeah. about what they also did in a second. But yeah, yeah, because like now, you, I mean, for instance, like before, if you know, two of you landed in one spot and one person landed real far away, that person's probably screwed. Oh yeah, yeah you're just done. Um, yeah, and then the other side of that is like, I mean, there's more damage uh, output, like DPS damage per second that you can put out from team, like from uh, every team, right? Out. Yes. And so, like, oh, wait, you know, you mean they change the damage? No, as in, like, you have four people. Like, that's oh, that's yeah, a twenty five percent, like, in, or thirty percent increase 100%. in the amount of damage that you can do. You know? Yeah. Um, so, well, I, th I think the first thing it does is that lets you be become a little more separated within your own team. Like, you could land on different parts of the map, two people and two people, and that's probably a good survive. Point. That's a good point. You know, unless you run into a whole a full team yeah. that just rolls over you. That's the other thing too. You now can like just like as a full four person team just like steamroll yeah. other people so like and i guess it, like it's, that's it's the part of it that to... i'm that I'm, I'm i'm interested in seeing like how does that play out because the damage uh in in this like in this battle royale is so high so like yeah. the time to kill is so quick that for an extra person firing like if they all focus fire on one person that person's yeah. down in no time and yeah. so it just depends on like i feel like that communication becomes even more important now whereas like you and i were able to win multiple times like with like a random one random yeah it's going to be harder like i i think i think you could probably still like win as a team with one random it'll be right. it'll be harder if like there's two randoms yeah because well, that's like that's like half your team now. Right. <laughs> that you have to keep resing and protect and get them all to go to the same spot. Right. Well, and even with the other random, it's like if that random was off by themselves and you and I were together, it's like, okay, well, if they get into trouble, we'll go over there and we'll be able to revive them. because, yeah. Or potentially they can pull it out because it, it, it could be at most a 3v1 situation. And it's like, that's, right. that's, that's okay. That's not terrible. If you're a really good player, a 3v1 can be fine. But like 4v1 now, that becomes like an even harder prospect. Like if you find yourself in that situation. Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll have more to talk about it next week just because sure. like we'll have played it by then. But right. like, I mean, again though, I'm, I'm not, uh, you know, as, as much as I love trios, right. This doesn't necessarily bum me. Like I, I liked that game um, play, but like the, the aspect of like, okay, learning, okay, how do we behave now as a four person team sure. in this game? Like that kind of intrigues me. The, uh, the thing they also did was they added more variation in the, the common guns that you just find laying around. Yes, which I love. Yeah, I love that too. Because like you would find like the same what like f maybe two two submachine guns and four uh, ARs and one uh, LMG. Like yeah, it was only one, like, LMG. one LMG at all. Um, I can't even some pistols. Yeah, a couple of pistols. And, and like even even at that point, the the as you moved up into the rarities, like everything was basically like you you. By the end of this past season, I knew every single weapon that I possibly could run into and yeah. knew whether I liked it or not. And like kind of had these tears in my head of like, okay, well, I, you know, this one beats this one. I'm going to grab that one if I'm going to. And so like, I don't know, man, it's it, the uh, I'm glad they're shaking it up. I kind of hope they shake it up a lot, like where it's like just drastically different because that would that would make the uh, 
the the drops more important like so your loadout yeah. drops more important and uh, they raised the price on those to where i feel like they're at a reasonable level but that was with three players um before so they may need to raise the price on on the loadout drops again but at the same time like i feel like that makes the importance uh, like it, it basically makes it more like a a a battle royale whereas before it was like okay this is like a battle royale with like six different variations of a weapon and right. I you think, know i don't know i think i think what it does is it allows for different styles of gameplay and mm. for different like moments different kinds of matches because like so some of the some of the the lower um tier weapons have silencers you know for instance gotcha. and so that, like that allows good. you okay like if you drop in and i mean you could get the same you know submachine gun two matches in a row but one has a silencer and one doesn't and you like your experience is going to be completely different because right. it, it, it silences you but it also like decreases your damage output a little bit right and so i mean there's always trade-offs and i think it'll just be it, it'll it'll offer just more very because it, it did get old Dropping in and using the same AR oh, yeah. and the oh, same yeah. submachine gun every yeah. time. Yeah, and and shaking up those dynamics as while simultaneously shaking up the squad uh, numbers is like I feel like that's a that's a cool way to do it because it becomes like kind of a fresh game at that point. Totally. It, it, it really does refresh the the gameplay um, quite a bit. So yeah, I'm interested and, to and get it, in. And it, and it kind of allows you know like if we really want to like you know as a squad say as a four person squad. Um, you could have your specializations. You can have the guy who's like going to go ghost with a you know silencer and a and a sniper rifle and post up with a guard while two guys run around somewhere else. You know, picking up yeah. you know like um, uh, objectives or something like that. Like you could, I think there's probably I, like I'm kind of looking forward to it. The more I think about it, because you know, just kind of like I feel like we can approach this map and and the. Uh, the game in, in several different ways now. For sure. I do think that, you know, it, it does kind of, the only thing that bums me out about it is that like whenever you and I find ourselves, we're the only ones online. It's like, well, yeah. we're only 50% of the squad now. You rather than yeah. like, we outvote you, you know, that type of situation going on with, uh, with, you know, your, uh, your blueberry, your random person, you know, which we'll see. Maybe we'll see more of that. Cause like Fortnite, you know, like you run into, you know, two person squads in, in, in squads mode all the sure. time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and maybe we'll just start to see more of that variation. I'd love to. That'd be cool because, um, and and it may just end up being, hey, your your two randoms, you know, got killed. <laughs> that might be <laughs> and the, left the, the way game, it you know. Yeah, um, didn't win in the gulag, and you're not buying them back. I, well, that's what I was about to say. Like the gulag, though. Like you know, say you know your your random dies across the map. He goes to the gulag and gets spawned back. They get spawned back on top of you, which. I think that's kind of cool. It's a cool concept sure. that doesn't like take place anywhere else really where like you, you know, you don't have to go collect their tag. They can just like get out and then you be back with you, which is right. cool. Right. It kind of forces you to kind of keep playing together. Right. Or if um, if you have the cash and they lose in the gulag, you just buy them back in a box the same way you do like Apex or whatever. So Yes. Yeah. Please, and if anyone's playing, please don't quit out at that point. I'm oh, gonna buy it yeah, back. Yeah, dude. Every time, like I will buy you back every time. Like yeah. if I, have, I, I will buy that before I'll buy a loadout drop. Before I, I like, I'll lose this match just to get you back. Oh, totally. You know? <laughs> yeah. 
Well, because the because the, the the times that we've won, yeah, have have always come at the cost of buying people back multiple times. Yeah, like, yeah. That's I mean, how you, you have last. Because like yeah. I mean the the you know as we said like the DPS like just just in general if you can focus fire on people if you like you can have like an extra an extra hand in there it's like this is going to go so much more smoothly even if you don't have the best weapons in the game you know or even totally. if you don't have like the loadout drop that you need or even if you don't yeah. have a, a UAV at the at the final circle so. Yeah, it can, so, <laughs> it can um, be awesome. If you want to check that out, you can. Uh, I I just thought of something like just a quick note. If you're into battle royales, uh, I think Fortnite. This current season of Fortnite ends at the end of the month, Ooh. and so um, if you were, you know, trying to finish the battle pass, I am not anymore because <laughs> <laughs> I put all my time into Call of Duty. But if you're trying to finish that battle pass, or if you, you know, wanted to go get Deadpool. Uh, the Deadpool skin you you have until the end of the month to do that. I think Deadpool's free. I don't think you have to buy the battle pass for that. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. So, uh, but it's about to come to an end. We'll see what happens over there. And that's the news. All right, Chris. Yes. We know what the controller for the PlayStation Five looks like. Yeah. So and never anybody... in a million years would I have guessed that it looks like an Xbox controller. <laughs> Anybody who hasn't seen it needs to just go look on the the PlayStation Twitter and find this thing because yeah. yes, it kind of it looks like an Xbox. It, honestly, like I saw it and I was like, no, that's not right. Yeah, you're that's like, this like, isn't it. They wouldn't it do looks that. Like, it honestly looks like a third-party knockoff kind of controller. That's what a lot of people have like, been saying. I don't necessarily get that vibe from it, but like. It, <sighs> But I do see it doesn't look like a PlayStation controller. Like no. And what's what's funny about that is like PlayStation is all about their branding. You think about like the fact that like the PlayStation Five logo they revealed it at whatever you know uh, a conference that was earlier this year it looks exactly like you would think it would. It looks exactly like the PlayStation Four logo except it has a five instead of a four, and like. Everything along the way, it's like okay, this is gonna like they they're like going let's do traditional uh, traditional generations with consoles. We're gonna you know introduce you know some backwards compatibility, but not every game, and it's not like built in like cake but baked into the actual hardware like it is on Xbox. And so like they're like going you know in my mind they've been going like traditional traditional traditional, and then for them to release a controller that doesn't look like a PlayStation controller uh, has since PlayStation One. Yeah. I, like I, that blew my mind a little bit, Chris. Like I didn't believe I was like you, I was like, this isn't, that's not right. Somebody just like, this is a leak. Somebody mopped, mocked that up and it just, this isn't it. But I know it's, no, it's, it's kind it's of baffling. It, it's kind of baffling because you're right. Like they have had basically the same controller aesthetic since PlayStation one. Like it was a little yeah. boxier, it was yeah. more square, more ri- like, you know, sharper edges back then. Shorter but handles. Like you, you had the general kind of like sense of it. And, and, it's just odd that they would not this time. Not saying I mean they can do whatever they want. Yeah, man, they can do what but, they want, dude. <laughs> uh, I don't know. At the I'll same just, time, I'll, I will I'll say this. Say, well, I just want to say I'll go out on a limb and say I'm not a fan of oh, the really? way that it looks. Okay, I'll probably be more of a fan of the way it feels. Right. But like at this point, I'm kind of like on the side of well, if you're gonna if you're gonna basically make this feel like an Xbox controller, then I just want an Xbox controller with offset thumbsticks. Sure. Yeah. See, and that's the other thing. Like, so, so there's two things about this that I have uh, have thoughts about where it's like, I feel like I'm going to like this controller better than I like the DualShock 4. So the the controller for the PlayStation 4, because I love my Xbox controller and this being like more, it looks like it's going to feel more like an Xbox controller. I'm like, Hey, I'm good. Yeah. That sounds great for me. 
Um, yeah, we keep sitting here before before you keep going. We keep yeah. saying that. Like, let's just describe it for a second. Yeah. If you haven't, like, I said, go look at it. But I mean, um, so it's got uh, it, it basically kind of. Uh, it, if you've seen a Stadia controller, it looks almost identical to a Stadia controller. Sure, yeah. Uh, especially with the position of the thumbsticks. But you have basically smooth, rounded, um, long sides like an Xbox controller. Mm-hmm. And you have your triggers and your bumpers. They look they're not as flush with the controller as the Xbox. They look like they're going to stick out a little bit more. You have basically the same PS4 thumbsticks, but they're yeah. both down. You still have the trackpad. The things this thing's called um, the the Dual Sense. We'll get to that here in a second. Right, right. Um, and then you've got your you know start and back buttons basically up there on either side of the uh, the touchpad. Of the uh, touchpad, which, yeah. And then which you they're have... bringing back a touchpad, which I I was surprised. There's a lot of things that surprised me about this. And then there's like a, a four button D pad on the left, and then the you know triangle, square, circle. X buttons down there. I've never Um, been a huge fan of the PlayStation D pad just in general. Like from, from the get go, I'm always like more of like the Nintendo kind of side of things. The Xbox controllers, like they're better now than they ever have been as far as the D pad goes. Um, but it's, it, even that has like the, the 360 D pad was like, um, but this D pad, this D pad doesn't necessarily do anything to change. Like I'm like, this is probably going to feel basically the same as a, as any other PlayStation. It kind of depends on if those are independent buttons or, if it's just like one big disc that moves yeah. underneath there. If it's a one big disc, I'm not going to like it. If right. individual buttons, I might like it better. It's like maybe, but what were you, maybe. What, what were you saying before we described this? Um, Sorry. So, no, so like my, my thought was like with, with this thing, it's like, first of all, I'm going to I'm gonna like it probably better because it, it will appeal to me as an Xbox player. I think it'll feel better right. you know, in my hand. Um, and, but then at the same time, I also like, it, it baffles me that like they would, they would change it so drastically whenever whenever they've had it the same and people love that controller like there's always yeah. the argument of like which controller is better the DualShock yeah. 4 or the Xbox 1 controller and it seems like to me it has always felt like it's like a 50-50 split right where it's like some people are just like man i love that playstation controller it feels so good and there's like so many people that are like i love that xbox controller it's so much better and so it to de- just to just abandon de- one altogether it makes me think like i don't know i don't know it's just it's strange man it depends on if people were being real about that because i'm sure they did focus testing i'm sure they did surveys sure i'm sure i mean other, i mean if they didn't then okay you guys are morons but <laughs> like I, i'm sure that they did yeah and so it kind of makes me think that, you know, like, I mean, because we're, we're saying anecdotally, it looks online from a thing, you know, the arguments people have online. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that it's a 50-50 split. Well, even, like, people that but, I like, talked to, like, people who are primarily PlayStation gamers are just like, I just can't get behind the Xbox controller. It doesn't feel right. It's too big or, see, like, whatever. Well, so. see, well that's, that's the thing. Like, that's what it comes down to. It's like, you're, we're talking about... Like you know, I don't I don't like to throw the the word fanboy necessarily around, but you're t- you're talking to like PlayStation sure. or Xbox fanboys who like they are very firmly entrenched in I like this. Right. So yeah, the PlayStation people are gonna like that, and the Xbox people are gonna like that. Yeah. The question is, if the roles were swapped, like, would they would they say the opposite? You know what I mean? <laughs> I think it just comes yeah. up comes to like which one do you use more? Which one are you more familiar with? Because like, and, and honestly, to point. me personally, it comes down to the the position of the thumbsticks, bro. Really? Like, that's that's it. So like if the PlayStation controller had the, the had the thumbstick up there, you would be like, I, oh, this is fine. 
hundred percent. Mm. For me, Mainly it always because... comes down to like the the like where it fits in my palms, like because the palms yeah. of the Xbox controller, like they just fit my hands so good. I could, I would imagine that if you had smaller hands, like because I have relatively like I don't have I don't have like gargantuan hands or anything, but like I don't have small hands, and I I don't have like so like maybe you know I'm not maybe larger than average. I'm six foot two, so it's like I have a little bit bigger hands than than the average person. But like the the way that it feels is so much more comfortable for longer play sessions. Like some of my favorite games um, of all time. So God of War 2018, for example, um, on PlayStation, I played that game. Love it. Love it. Love it. Every single day I would like, I would like have like an ache in my hand if I played it for like a couple hours. Yeah. Like, and it's just yeah. like, Ooh, I'm just gripping this controller in such strange ways. Um, yeah. And part of that was the offset thumbsticks, but part of it was just like, it just doesn't feel right to me in my hands. Like, however I'm, I'm, having to hold it to play that that game was just like not ergonomically correct for me um yeah and i I, I would almost say like you know i'm not saying that's not true because it it's definitely definitely true right like i I think you know some of those some of that comes down to is just like you know your hands are just not you know just not used to be in those positions for that long that's a good point and if you had been playing with it for longer it probably would be different like for instance like the dude the 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 Nintendo Switch dude puts my hands to sleep all the time and the, and like it's the worst yeah yeah like, yeah I hate it it's uh, like we're talking about the the worst thing in my hand it yeah. is the PlayStation Switch or you Nintendo uh, Switch you mean or sorry yeah Nintendo Switch I mean if there was a oh, PlayStation Switch that'd be pretty cool though so. yeah that would be really cool Let's just be honest that'd be like a V2 you know, so, and and that's where I kind of come down on it where it's like as long as dude as long as it's not putting my hands to sleep I'm fine yeah. you know like. <laughs> That's the yeah. I can't move them. Yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, well, I, I, by the way, I just got a good idea for a gift for you at some point. So you know, just you know, we'll we'll put put a pin in that one. But oh, um, right. but I will say the uh, the the switch controller. You're right. Like it it you know it's like a big brick. You're basically just holding like a piece oh, of yeah, plastic. You know, there's nothing ergonomic. Like you're holding. You're trying. <laughs> uh, you're basically pressing in on it. Yeah. To keep it in the right spot. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Um, and so I agree with that where it's like, oh man, that is just not, that isn't that, over long-term play sessions. That one just doesn't feel great. Um, yeah. at the same time, you're probably right where it's, if I had played call of duty on my PlayStation for years and like just gotten used to the way that my hands fit in that thing, you know, that's, it probably would be fine. You know, and I'd be like over here on an Xbox, like having hand cramps and stuff, you know, it's like, Ugh! but I will say, like, just the fact that they, that they've swapped it now to something else, and honestly, like from the side, like on the side view, it the handles don't look that different from a current PlayStation controller. Like, it's it literally yeah. is like that top like top down look looks a lot like an Xbox, but from the side view, it still looks like a a, a, a PlayStation DualShock of some sort. It does, and and that's why I was saying like with the front, it does too. Let's yeah. just, let's just uh well the other thing I'll say about like the way I'll describe it, then we can read the PlayStation blog. The thing the thing that I'm really not sure if I'm gonna like John hmm. is it looks like they've moved like there's no light bar on the front anymore it's smaller there's on a, the front yeah there's a there's a light bar like it's light lit up around the touchpad i've wondered that too that's the part i don't think i'll like i already don't like that t- that um light bar yeah uh because it reflects in my tv and even whenever you dim it it's not dim enough yeah um i mean the first I, I thing i did like, with I, it was like I, I i went into the settings and was like can i turn this off you can't turn no. it off you can dim it and so i yeah. dimmed it as far as i could but like i just like th- there's two things about that light bar that fr- have always frustrated me and one it's like it's always too bright and two it drains the battery 
um oh yeah super fast like my totally. I, every single night that i would play like if i played too long um on my my playstation if i still like play too long i will like Carlton controller will die and i'll be like well i guess i have to stop you know go yeah. to bed or like play xbox or something like that and like that's frustrating you know well, you can't plug it in well i could plug it in but it's like i gotta get out get out my big long usb cord and it's like usually it's really late at night anyway like, oh, i just won't play it anymore yeah because like i mean it's like already <laughs> I'm, I'm probably in that zone of like i haven't looked at the clock for a while because it's probably too late you know <laughs> yeah i just don't like the light i mean i i've t- i I'll, I'll just be honest i've taped over the the light bar on the playstation 4 controllers i've taped over even my xbox light i don't oh, like dude, the, the light on the bright. xbox controllers yeah. yeah especially if you're like if you're if you're in any posture other than sitting up it's mm-hmm. just like right in your face shining in your your eyes i have definitely and uh i've definitely hidden my controller under a blanket not because i was cold or anything but just because of the light <laughs> yeah it's just way too bright. Yeah, it's so, like, well, um, I guess I got to get the light blanket today because it's, you know, still warm in here. I'll be sweaty if I put on anything heavier. <laughs> so we'll 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 see about that. I, yeah. I do want to read this um this press release from the PlayStation blog about sure. the controller and uh I started reading it earlier in this week and then I was like, "No, I'm going to stop because some of this is just hilarious." And we just need to uh, talk about that on the podcast. There's just a so. little bit of marketing word soup in there, just a little bit. Yeah. So this is from the PlayStation blog. Uh, uh, definitely not written by, but <laughs> released by uh, Hidaki Nishino, the senior vice president of platform planning and management. Uh, it's so the new controller we haven't said it yet is called the Dual Sense. All right, and they'll explain why in a second. Even though it's more than two senses. Is Introducing it? okay, we'll, we'll get there. Dual Sense, we'll the new wireless game controller for PlayStation Five. We've we've reached an exciting milestone with PlayStation 5 as we're starting to ship our new controller in its final design to developers who are implementing its unique features into their games. But first, we wanted everyone in the PlayStation community to get a first look at the DualSense wireless controller and hear our vision for how the new controller will captivate more of your senses as you interact with the virtual worlds in PS5 games. The features of DualSense, along with PS5's Tempest 3D audio tech, will deliver a new feeling of immersion to players. When PS4 launched in 2013, the DualShock 4 wireless controller garnered a lot of positive feedback from gamers and developers for being the best PlayStation controller yet and for introducing forward-looking features like the share button. This brought us to the next question. How do we build upon that success? After thoughtful consideration, we decided to keep much of what gamers love about the DualShock 4 intact while also adding new functionality and refining the design. Based on our discussions with developers, we concluded that the sense of touch within gameplay, much like audio, hasn't been a big focus for many games. Let's just stop there for a second. So they said, how do we build upon the share button adding more touch? <laughs> Something that has nothing to do with the share button. They'll get there. They'll get to the share button later, but you're right. That is super confusing the way that's written. <laughs> Uh, all right, so uh, yeah, so we're 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 gonna do that. Well, um, and also, Chris, you know, if you're gonna share something with someone in 2020, the last thing you want to do is touch them. You know? <laughs> oh, t- totally. Yeah. Nope. It's Not 2020, guys. Yep. Uh, pandemic. Okay. Uh, where did I go? Oh, based on our discussions with the. Div- oh, wait, wait, wait. Uh, touch, uh, touch has been a uh, hasn't been a big focus for many games. We had a great opportunity with the PS5 to innovate by offering game creators the ability to explore how they can heighten that feeling of immersion through our new controller. This is why we adopted haptic feedback, 
which adds a variety of powerful sensations you'll feel when you play, such as the slow grittiness of driving a car through mud. We also incorporate adaptive triggers into the L2 and R2 buttons of DualSense, so you can truly feel the tension of your actions, like when drawing a bow to shoot an arrow. I will say, like, Xbox has that, and I love it it's whenever cool. it's utilized. And I, the thing I love about the fact that PlayStation's finally doing it is because hopefully third-party developers net will now start using it because it's available on both platforms. Definitely. Whereas um, before, it's, it was honestly like Forza Horizon. Yeah. And, and, and well, any Forza game. Right. And some first-party games. Like, Years of War, I think, did it. Definitely, yeah. Because it it would, you would be able to feel it in the triggers whenever you would nail the reload. Like, the haptic, yeah. like the, you'd feel that haptic feel. That. The thing, I, in um, some third-party games, they'll use it basically as, as just basically a duplicate of the, uh, like... An on-off switch where it doesn't do it like per side, like it's not left-right, which right. like it is on Forza or whatever. And it's it, but it's like it's basically just a uh, an additional feedback to emphasize things in um, like key moments or whatever, like or an action. Yeah. So, uh, continuing, this provided us with an exciting challenge to design a new controller that builds off the current generation while taking into account the new features we were adding. For example. With adaptive triggers, we had to consider how the components would fit into the hardware without giving it a bulky feeling. Our design team worked closely with our hardware engineers to place the triggers and actuators. The designers were then able to draw the lines of how the exterior of the controller would look and feel, with the challenge of making the controller feel smaller than it really looks. In the end, we changed the angle of the hand triggers and also made some subtle updates to the grip. We also took thoughtful consideration into ways to maintain a strong battery life for DualSense's rechargeable battery and to lessen the weight of the controller as much as as possible as new features were added. So that's the one thing about like the PlayStation controllers I'm also, I'm just like not a fan of is the non like is is the rechargeable battery. Yeah. Mainly because like I just love to be able to swap out batteries real fast if I need to. Sure. Or I, mean, I just buy my own rechargeable batteries cuz inevitably like my I have I have a controller that I bought with the original PlayStation 4 years ago, and that thing like just does does not last right. anymore. Yeah, and I can't change it. It's just I mean I might as well just throw it away almost. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing is, it, in order to change, you can't just you literally won't be able to change those batteries. But I on my Xbox I have rechargeable batteries, where it's like I always have on deck a couple of batteries so we're, mm. that are already charged. And so whenever yeah. I whenever they die in the controller, I literally just swap them for those right. and put those on the charger. And it's like, the next time it's I'm good. You know, I'm set. Yep. And so like I have rechargeable batteries in almost everything in our house at this point. And that's like just how it goes is like, I'm never out because I always have a couple of them like four, four or so on, on deck where it's like those are charged, they're ready to rock. You just, something dies, you put it in there, charge the new ones, that sort of thing. So it's, yeah, not having a uh, normal battery pack or a removable rechargeable battery that you can replace at any point is definitely not super, not super awesome on my end. And it's not eco-friendly either because it's like that battery, like you said, it just becomes a hunk of plastic paperweight at some point, you know, that's just yeah. going to get thrown away. That being said, I kind of just expected them to, I mean, they've done that for, you know, since the PlayStation 3 now. Sure. So. Uh, for the buttons, this is continuing. For the buttons, you'll notice there is no longer a share button as we had with the DualShock 4. Don't worry, it's not going away. In fact, we've built upon the success of our industry-first share button to bring you a new Create Button feature. With Ooh. Create, we're once again pioneering new ways for players to create epic gameplay content to share with the world or just to enjoy for themselves. 
We'll have more details on this feature as we get closer to launch. So here's where we got down to like the, they've enhanced the share feature, Chris. You know, <laughs> they yeah. took them like four paragraphs to get there, or four four bullet points to get there, but like they're there now. Which um, I was never, I was never like opposed to the share button. I'm mm -hmm. glad that the Xbox controller has it because you sure. know, like uh, you know, right now, ever since they removed the Connect functionality, you know, you're like double clicking, yeah. or no, you're clicking the 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 Xbox button and mm -hmm. then. Pressing X, X, I guess. X yeah. is what it does, 30 seconds. Or if you do the back button, you can choose like five minutes or whatever. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, uh, my, my thing was always the placement of it because it, it's basically like where the back, or I guess, I don't even know what it's called now, the menu button or whatever it is on Xbox. Yeah. Uh, and so I'd, I, would, I would always hit it. Sure. Always like try to share things. The, <laughs> the funny thing, uh, the, the, the Switch does the, the capture button incredibly well. Um, oh, totally. Because like it's you can like do screenshots, on the... one click, and you can like capture gameplay if you hold it down. Like it's it's instantaneous. Yeah. It feels good, and it stores directly onto you know. So it I feel like that nailed it um, as far as like the interface goes from the consumer. Like the whenever the Switch was released, the number of photos and uh, and like thirty second clips that were being shared into onto Twitter and stuff like skyrocketed on my feed. Whereas the Xbox and the PlayStation had both had those capabilities long before the switch. I just see more of the switch stuff because it's easier to use. Yeah, totally. Uh, okay. Uh, let's see here. Oh, DualSense also adds a built-in microphone array, which will allow enable players to easily chat with friends without a headset. Ideal for jumping into a quick conversation. But of course, you're planning to chat for a longer period it's good to have that headset handy that seems entirely pointless to me <clears throat> it seems like interesting it, it seems like if you're just using it to chat it seems like a bad solution because like how is the audio from the the returning chat people like the people who are in your party how are you hearing them are is it coming out of I'm the speaker that's in the controller yeah I'm sure, I'm sure it's from the speaker and the controller. So essentially or, or you're just basically now on like a, a, a speakerphone conference call with with people through your PlayStation controller, which seems not the most fun solution. Cause like, that's not even, that's not fun on your phone, you know, let alone well, while you're trying to like play games and coordinate. I think it's worse. Things. I think it's worse than that because it's like, it's the, you know, you're going to have your game audio coming through your, your TV or your sound <laughs> system. Sure. And then you're going to be trying to like talk to them o over that, or mm -hmm. you have to turn on your sound all the way off. It's like, this is just like, yeah, not, not ideal and, and, the and it's down there by your by, you know the microphone's down you know in your lap unless you're you know going to pull it up next to your face to talk mm -hmm. to them i also remember just, I, the days I, 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 of uh of the connect uh having like an open microphone by default uh, yeah and that was a terrible solution because every single match i ever got into someone just someone in the lobby would have totally. their connect like just on and you'd hear everything in their house and they probably didn't even know they probably didn't even know that there was like now 15 people listening in to their home, um, to, to whatever music they've played, whatever their conversations they're having. And I mean, it's, it, it got to the point where it was just ridiculous. And I was so happy yeah. whenever Xbox decided to like, Oh, by default, we're just going to shut off, shut off the connect microphone. It's yeah. not a thing that's just open by default. You know, that's not your primary chat headset or anything like that. And so I hope that this is like just, by default is off. Hopefully they've learned those lessons from Xbox and PlayStation doesn't have to make that mistake. Um, no, I'm not confident in that, but we'll see. Um, I don't know. You're right. It just doesn't sound like a great solution. 
I do like the idea of having a microphone if you have like a, uh, so for example, having like a Xbox on or like having, you know, talking to my devices, that's really cool. Um, And so I'm not super enthused about like the Xbox not being able to talk directly to it. I will talk to it through my Alexa though, and that works just as well. Um, That's what I'm saying. Like, I I mean, that functionality isn't even there anymore at all anyway. So like you have to use another another thing and, and they're not even saying that that's going to be possible with this yeah that it's like I, I doubt it will be because your your controller would have to be powered all the time you're right it would have to be on yeah 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 um so continuing and then i'll just i'll go through the end now let's talk about colors traditionally our base colors have a single color as you can see we went a different direction this time around and decided on a two-tone design additionally we changed the position of the light bar that will give it an extra pop on dualshock 4 it sat on top of the controller now it sits at each side of the touchpad, giving it a slightly larger look and feel. In all, we went through several concepts and hundreds of mock-ups over the last few years before we settled on this final design. DualSense has been tested by a wide range of gamers with a variety of hand sizes in order for us to achieve the comfort level we wanted with great ergonomics. Our goal with DualSense is to give gamers the feeling of being transported into the game world as soon as they open the box. We want gamers to feel like the controller is an extension of themselves when they're playing, so much so that they forget it's even in their hands. We are thrilled about sharing the final look of the DualSense controller with our fans, and we can't wait for everyone to get their hands on it. I'd like to close with a message from SIE President and CEO Jim Ryan to the community. This is, quote, well, I just closed my My browser, so we'll just uh, give it uh, two seconds, two beats there. That's a weird All quote, right. man. That's a strange for Jim Ryan. To... <laughs> I'm kidding. This is quote, DualSense marks a radical departure. It's funny because like they spend this time being like, this was subtle design changes, blah, blah, yeah. blah. This yeah. is a radical departure. <laughs> That's when yeah, the, 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 the Jim Ryan gets on. He's like, actually, guys, this is way different. Yeah. DualSense marks a radical departure from our previous controller offerings and captures just how strongly we feel about making a generational leap with PS5. The new controller, along with the many innovative features in PS5, will be transformative for gamers, for games, continuing our mission at PlayStation to push the boundaries of play now and in the future. To the PlayStation community, I truly want to thank you for sharing this exciting journey with us as we head toward PS5's launch and holiday 2020. We look forward to sharing more information about PS5, including the console design, in the coming months. End quote. Jim Ryan, President and CEO, Sony Interactive Entertainment. Um, so that's, that's it. I think like, you know, my, my, my one, you know, kind of takeaway is I just feel like, uh, they're just, they're just trying to cram features into this thing for the sake of having features. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know that there'll be a lot of games that will take advantage of this stuff aside from the first party games. Mm -hmm. You know, I think about the, the touchpad as it is, Mm -hmm. like most games don't use it. It's just a giant button Mm -hmm. and then the speaker inside it. Oh, the speaker and light bar. The speaker, Mm -hmm. like, I can't, I don't even remember the last game that used it. Yeah. Uh, And then the light bar is just annoying and distracting. And like, that's what I feel like the rest of the stuff is just, I think about the Vita. You think about the way the Vita had all the touchpads all around it. Sure. Like in the, the camera on the back, it didn't need all that stuff. I mean, a more recent example is the is the Joy-Cons on the Switch. Like, there's an IR sensor on your Joy-Con, and while there are certain first-party games that, that can do cool things with it, like Ring Fit Adventure literally takes your heart rate with that IR sensor. Um, you know, and then there's, like, the 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 game or mini game where it's like, oh, shake the glass, count the number of ice cubes that are in this thing, and it really does feel like ice cubes that are in that controller. Um, whatever dark magic they have going on in there. But at the same time, it's like the the number of 
of uses of that technology are really low. Yeah. And the price that it puts those controllers at whenever you have to buy another one is really high. Like the Joy-Cons, yeah. like with, with this, the same kind of uh, technology that they're talking about here in the Sony controller where it's like this haptic, like in the, the rumble, it's like essentially HD rumble is what they're talking about, um, which is what they've branded it over on the Nintendo side. But that drives the cost of Joy-Cons up to like 80 bucks, you know? And it's I mean, like... So they say... Well, like, yeah. I mean, like, you know, how much is this controller going to cost? You I know? feel like, like it's probably mean, the same because it's like you have an, a speaker in there now, which yeah. you've always had, and you have a microphone array, and you have so like there's lots of things that are just happening in this controller that are going to drive up the cost of the controller, and it just comes down to like how many, how much value do you get out of the features that drive up the price of the controller? Um, right. Well, you know. Well, then, so you, last week you referenced uh, an interview that that Phil Spencer did with uh, pod, with Ryan McCaffrey at Podcast Unlocked. Yeah. Um, and you know, like he talked about, you know, for for example, um, he was addressing the removal of the uh, the optical port on the back of the Xbox One X. Yeah. For but audio. he also he also like used the same reasoning for like the removal of the connect port, the removal of an AR uh IR blaster and um and he was, you know, said like, you know, as an example, he's like these aren't, you know, hard numbers about how much it actually costs, but say, you know, like it, if, you know, you look at it, at a component like a optical port or something like that, and you're like, oh, it only costs, you know, one or two bucks for per per unit, you know, how how big a difference could that make? But you think about over the lifetime of a console, you know, you're going to you're going to sell you know, a hundred uh, million consoles, that's, you know, $200 million in cost. And yeah. you have to figure out how much, you know, it, he's like, we have the data on how many people use these things. And so you have to, you know, kind of balance how much does this cost versus how many people will actually use this stuff. Mm -hmm. And that's the, I, I really appreciate that thinking, you know, even if it's a feature that I, you know, I, for instance, the IR blaster, I don't know if the, you know, the next Xbox is going to be able to turn on my TV the way it does. Mm. Uh, and, and so that kind of bums me out. But like, if nobody uses it and it's gonna like help keep the the cost of the console down, I'm like, okay, cool. Like sure. that's I understand that. I would I would I appreciate that thinking more than hey, let's just throw everything along with the kitchen sink into this piece of hardware, yeah. this controller that's gonna drive and, up cost exactly. And that cost like it will be passed on to the consumer in, uh, in at some 100%. level, you know. And, and so it's it it just comes down to like wh what are their priorities this this time around? And it seems like Sony is taking a more radical approach because, like you said, they've had the same general controller with upgrades and and tweaks and changes and things like that. But this seems like with the haptic feedback, they had to make the controller handles like larger. We're like, okay, well, we need this much space inside for the triggers and for this type of thing. And so that's why it kind of is the size it is, and that's why it kind of maybe in fact looks more like an Xbox controller because it's like, well it's got more stuff in there um at the same time last generation so whenever we transitioned from xbox 360 over to xbox one the controller while it looked you know very similar it had more technology in the xbox one controller where you had the uh, the the triggers specifically is what i'm referring to there um where you have the 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 motors inside of the, the haptic motors inside of those triggers to like create the resistance of feeling like you're driving in mud and stuff like that on on Forza, and so they innovated in that way. And then like you said, like nobody's used that um, in in so many ways. Like other than some of their first party games or or even. I would say like not even all their first party games have used that. Like it's uh, even Halo or whatever. I don't remember the the triggers feeling like they were doing extra things there. Um, but at the yeah. same time, 
that's in the controller. And while I love that feature and while it's, it's so cool and I hope that now that it's in the PlayStation controller, more developers use it. Now this PlayStation controller is doing the same thing where they're adding in the haptic rumble, like this like HD rumble kind of situation. And it's like, well, the Xbox isn't going to have that. So... Yeah, I mean that's the you know this this generation Xbox is like hey we're gonna you know keep the same controller with some you know some other uh, an extra button essentially and some uh, some additional like contouring tweaks to make it more comfortable for people, but uh, but you know we're largely it's the same controller and so I feel like you know that's like it's almost like roles roles somewhat reversed here where it's like PlayStation while they added the 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 touch screen last time or the touchpad last time and nobody used that it's you know that's. Largely, that's just a big button now on any game. It's a, you pull up the map by pushing that button, um, right. and so like it's it's just an interesting an interesting generation now for Xbox to be like you know what our controller is pretty awesome. We're just going to leave it the same and add a button. And I mean, you know, PlayStation is like we're going to add but fourteen I, I, things. I don't, I don't think I don't think Xbox really. The only thing they added was the you know, the Rumble stuff last time. Like I feel like like they they kind of did the same thing. Mm. Yeah, they, yeah, like they they gradually kind of like changed it, but they didn't change a lot on it. Right, right. Um, I don't know. Like the the other thing that you know, I was just now thinking of is if PlayStation is really going to be backwards compatible with all their games, they kind of they have to keep that touchpad on there, uh, that's which a good is point. a bummer. That's a good point. Yeah, for things especially like uh, what, what's the what's the there's like a media molecule game where like you use it to control like some puppets or whatever on the screen. Yeah, unless you just like. Uh, always keep selling I and mean, maybe they will the dual shock four i don't know if they're like you think they're going to continue selling the dual shock i i suspect dead? i suspect that they won't now that this one has all those same features i suspect that yeah. they will eventually discontinue it it's supposedly the the dual shock fours the rumor is they haven't officially announced it that the dual shock fours work with the playstation 5 but I'm like sure they, inside well, sure it, there's developers uh who are like yeah it totally works with the playstation 5 so unless the somehow the development kit is different than what the final product will be and which it, I don't see why it would. That seems like an arbitrary like thing to cut off. Um, you know, where it's like, oh, that controller you have, you can't use it as a secondary controller or whatever. I mean, yeah, I, I, I mean, the the reason is because that's how it's worked with every other generation before. Correct. It, you know, like that's what that's where that's more the world that Sony lives in and is being forced out of by like Microsoft. Yeah, and uh, extra you know, Xbox 360, that controller doesn't work with your Xbox One, but that's, you know, that's because the technology was completely different. Like they changed the, you know, to to Bluetooth kind of technology rather than whatever right. proprietary thing they had before. Well, they're in a different place as a company. They have, you know, different different motivations now than they did in the past. Correct. Yeah, correct. I mean, and that's you know, so maybe maybe the DualShock 4 won't even work with the uh, the PlayStation 5. I I really hope it does. It wouldn't surprise me if it doesn't. It wouldn't like, surprise me. I kind of don't expect it to. Yeah, I don't I necessarily expect it to, but I hope it does. Like because of the whole backwards compatible thing, because of that whole situation, I I I really hope that they allow it to work with it. Um, and like I said, yeah. like there's been reports from developers, like inside sources, quote unquote, that say yeah, it works. But I, like I said, I don't know if that's just for development. Um, where it's I'm like, sh- oh, just use your think. your things right now. We'll send you that the mean, new controller later. Here's here's the thing. Like that being said, it all just works over Bluetooth. It's all Bluetooth. Right. Right. So like it can it, there's no there unless they just want to intentionally lock you out and make you buy new controllers. Yeah. There's no reason why they can't make it work. Sure. I mean we'll see, you know, and hopefully like I said, hopefully it doesn't happen, but like you said, I will it wouldn't be it wouldn't surprise me if they if they no. do that for some reason. Yeah. 
All right. Well, um, we'll see. So I have a surprise, John, for what? next week. What? Uh, I think Cody Moffat said he would join us on our what? show next week. I would love I that. We'll, that sounds amazing. I, I don't know what we'll talk about, but he'll he'll be on the show. I'm into it. I'm into it. Yeah. Um, All the way from 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 Michigan, you know. From from Detroit. Yep. Yeah. From the uh, from the Motor City. The the Motor City itself. Um, so uh, we we, have, we need to come up with some uh, some good topics to talk about. I'm down with that. Oh, maybe maybe I, maybe I can finish uh, Ori in the Ori in the Will of the Wisps before then. I'm not promising anything though. <laughs> yeah, I, I you know at this point don't don't push your you know that's he probably hasn't played that game. Yet. Oh no, definitely not. And so no. you know you know that that's a situation where maybe uh, maybe maybe shoot for two weeks, Chris. You know. Okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you can find us online at stayintargetpodcast.com, on social at chrisright250. And John Wright 777. And at Target Pod, please go to your podcast service of choice, review us, tell all your friends about us. We really appreciate it. That's it for this week. We'll see you next time on Stay, Stay on Target. Target.